From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. The most effective birth control option for men is a male sterilization procedure called bisectomy. Here to talk about this procedure is Dr. J.C. Trussell, an associate professor of urology at Upstate. Thank you for being here, Dr. Trussell. It's my pleasure. What does a man who is considering bisectomy need to think about? Initially, I need to uh, recall that it is considered a permanent form of birth control. Uh, it is something that I specialize in reversing, but not everybody can have the vasectomy reversed. It's expensive when you're considering a reversal um, and is not covered by insurance. Uh, you should also consider taking a day or two off of work to, to recover with a little bit of uh, Tylenol and maybe some ice. And most importantly, that a vasectomy is not an immediate uh, outcome. It does take some time uh, where you have to continue with birth control until there's a subsequent semen analysis showing no sperm in your ejaculation. Okay. How long does that take, typically? That, that, uh, typically, well, I'll, I personally do a two-month follow-up with a semen analysis. Another guideline is to do 20 ejaculations, but I keep it simple by having men come back simply at two months uh, to check their first semen analysis. If there's more than one dead sperm uh, or any motile sperm, then we need to do additional semen analysis after that. Okay. So, so it's a, it's, they should consider this a permanent um, decision that, that they won't be reversing later. They shouldn't go into this thinking, oh, I can just, you know, get it reversed later because that might not work out. That is true. Um, and it's not immediate. Exactly right. So other than not wanting to have children or additional children, are there other reasons a man might need a vasectomy? Not not typically. It's mostly mostly meant for birth control okay. uh, uh, and family planning. Is there a minimum age for a vasectomy, or do you follow um, a, a guideline yourself on age? I am not aware of uh, a guideline for, for a minimum age. I have done vasectomies on, on men without a current partner who feel strongly that that they have a reason for a vasectomy. Um, I will not do one if the guy's asking a lot about, well, should I freeze sperm? Because then I feel that they haven't uh, thought out the fact that it is permanent and they need to maybe spend more time thinking about this decision. Because in your 20s, you might be thinking things one way that you would be thinking opposite or different in your 30s or 40s, or oh, right? That's correct. So, all right. Um, if a man who seeks a vasectomy is married, um, does the wife have any say in this, or does she, is she part of the discussion? That is not part of uh, our discussion. Uh, it's not part of our insurance form or, or uh, consent. So uh, an individual at this point can decide on their own to have a vasectomy. So this is a decision between the man and his physician, basically. That's correct. However, having said that, it's more often that his partner, the man's partner, is encouraging them to come and visit us. So I would say most of the time it is a, a joint decision by the, the male and his partner. Do you see a surge in request for surgery at any particular times of the year? Yes, March Madness. I see a lot of guys... Uh, coming in wanting a vasectomy where they can uh, take that couple day rest uh, with, with basketball season and, and full tilt. Uh, the key for that would be not to wait until March Madness comes because it does require a visit, uh, a consultation, and obviously scheduling the, the procedure. 
So don't put it off until right then, but maybe plan ahead a little bit. That's exactly right. Okay. Well, let's talk about what patients can expect at their first appointment. Um, Once they do set that up with you, um, is there anything they need to do ahead of that appointment, or what do you expect them to come to the appointment with? They aren't required to come to the appointment with with any any particular material. They do need to uh, have thought about the permanency of of the vasectomy, uh, that it shouldn't be considered reversible. They uh, would would be told to not use an aspirin or any other blood thinner products. So if they're on aspirin, they can have stopped that because uh, we don't want to increase risk for any bleeding or hematoma formation. Um, and, but that that's for before the surgery or before your appointment? Uh, that would be before the surgery. Okay. Correct. We'll do a physical exam uh, to make sure everything is anatomically normal uh, and uh, ask the client if they would want to have the procedure done under local anesthesia where 80% of men will choose that versus uh, 20% of men will choose to have uh, conscious sedation or an anesthetic for, for the vasectomy. So what would, tell me the differences between those. What would a local, how would it feel like if you had a local anesthesia? Uh, great question. I would numb the skin uh, in the middle of the scrotum with lidocaine like the dentist would use to numb a tooth, let that set up for uh, a bit of time, and then perform that procedure through that single uh, opening that is made. General anesthesia or, or conscious sedation is when you have something by vein uh, to, to have you sleep through the procedure. The latter, the conscious sedation, would require you to have a driver to take you home. You can with okay. local, however, uh, you're awake through the entire procedure. We're talking. Um, you're telling me if you're feeling fine. And then afterwards, uh, go home uh, by driving yourself. Okay, interesting. Now, um, are there any men who are not candidates for a visectomy? You said there's a physical exam ahead of time. Like, what are you looking for? Is there something that would rule out? the operation for a man? I would say that um, if somebody has a, a, a unique sensitivity to, to their physical exam, I would not recommend a local anesthesia because it does take um, about 10 to 15 minutes. And uh, if they're uncomfortable with a, a, a simple exam, I would want them maybe to be uh, choosing the conscious sedation approach. Okay. If somebody has an undescended testicle, uh, that's quite challenging because you can't really do a vasectomy um, when the testicle is not in the scrotum. So if there's some anatomical aberrations or variants that make doing a bilateral vasectomy impossible, that's not the best choice for this client. Okay. This is Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, and I'm talking with Dr. J.C. Trussell, an associate professor of urology at Upstate, and our topic is what to know about vasectomy. So we've talked about the anesthesia options. How is the procedure done itself? Excellent question. So you lay uh, flat with your back down on a table, um, put some uh, chili soap on on the area and drape off that area with a couple paper drapes and uh, subsequently numb the area with lidocaine um, or or you have the general anesthesia as previously discussed. And I make a very small opening in the middle of the scrotum. I do what I would call a minimally invasive uh, vasectomy where I make a tiny um, quarter inch, half inch opening and uh, after it's numb, of course, bring each vas tube, which is about the size of a spaghetti noodle, the vas tube is what allows the sperm to exit from the testicle into the ejaculation. So we divide that tube first on one side, 
putting some clips on each remaining portion of that tube once a little segment is removed, allowing that tube to go back into its normal position, doing the exact same thing through that single opening to the other side and enclosing the opening with absorbable suture, meaning that stitch absorbs on its own and does not need any, any further care or treatment. So uh, will there be a scar afterward? A very small quarter inch uh, scar that uh, when I'm uh, checking the guy two months later for their semen analysis, I, I most often can't even find it. What if, can you feel the clips? Can the patient feel the clips afterward or that are they, left inside? Yes, there are tiny, tiny little clips, which uh, uh, interestingly will not set off any metal detectors at the airport or, or anywhere else. Um, they are very small and uh, are hard to discern even for myself as a surgeon feeling for them on, on a patient. Well, what is recovery like right after the surgery? Typically, you go home afterward, right? Yeah, you go home almost immediately uh, with a local. If you do the general anesthesia, uh, you need a driver and you need to recover from that. You need to wake up. Then I just have the client avoid aspirin for three days and ice the area uh, and rest for 24, maybe 48 hours if they have a vigorous job. Okay. Now, how does bisectomy affect sexual drive and performance? That is not affected at all. That will not be changed. Uh, there will be no changes in erections, no changes in libido or sexual energy. Uh, the internet is filled with some older studies that were not found to be true. There, if, if clients are looking, they might see a concern about higher risks of cancers, like cancer of the testicle or the prostate. That's not happening. There's no higher risk of heart disease. There's no higher risk of high blood pressure or dementia. Uh, none of those things have been found to be uh, true in, in large studies that have been well done in, in the more recent years. Well, let's talk about the, the safety of bisectomy. Are there complications that could happen? Sure. They're, they're very, very small. One to 2% of clients may have a, a hematoma or a blood collection or some minor pain. Uh, the more serious complication that luckily is extremely rare is failure where there could be future fertility. The rate for that is 1 in 2,000 vasectomies, and we minimize that uh, as minimal as we can by doing two things. One is having the client not ejaculate for the first week after the vasectomy. That allows the tissues to all heal in and to seal up even better. Um, we have them use birth control until we tell them and find on a semen analysis, there's no sperm at all on a future uh, ejaculation. Okay. Let me ask you this. How often do men who had a vasectomy change their mind and come to you for help doing a reversal? Does that happen often? That, that does happen. I don't know how often it is, but the most common uh, reasons would be a, uh, a change in partner, a different partner, um, uh, unfortunately, there can be a, a loss of a child uh, that, that occurs within a family unit, and those are the two main main reasons. Mm -hmm. Having said that, there are two options for using your own genetic material, your own sperm from creating another child. One is to do the vas reversal, uh, as described earlier, a vasovasostomy, it's called. The other is to uh, aspirate sperm from the testicle uh, going through the scrotal skin and retrieving eggs from the female partner and doing what's called ICSI uh, or intracytoplasmic sperm injection, often called in vitro fertilization. So there's two ways okay. to make a baby going forward. So there are some options. There are definitely options. Um, talk to me about the surgery to reverse a vasectomy, though. Is, it, is that complicated? 
is it done just like you described it's done, but in reverse where you go and remove the clips? It is quite a bit more complicated. You need to use microsurgical instruments. For this, you do need to be asleep. It takes anywhere from an hour and a half to two and a half hours where you um, expose the 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 tips of that spaghetti noodle that have been previously clipped, that spaghetti noodle called the vasectum, the vas, and remove the clips and subsequently sew those uh, two edges back together using sutures that are smaller than, than hair on your head that, that you can't, can't even really see without using the microscope. That does require a, a four-week time of no ejaculation, does require a longer healing time, usually uh, three to seven days instead of 24 to 48 hours. And I'm guessing it's not covered by insurance either? That occasionally or rarely is covered by insurance, but usually it's a fairly expensive uh, process. Is there any way um, to predict ahead of time how successful that's going to be? There are guidelines that that I discussed with the client or the family to determine if they should do the vas reversal surgery or the, the needle aspiration uh, into the testicle. And the guidelines are generally uh, to do surgery if the vasectomy is within 10 years. Um, if the female partner is younger than 35 or if they want one or more children. The opposite would be true for the needle or the aspiration of sperm. If the vasectomy is older than 10 to 15 years, if the female partner is older than 35, or if they only want one child, then it tends to be more cost-effective to do the aspiration. Okay. Are there any other types of long-term reversible male contraception in development that you're aware of? For years, there's been a lot of work on medications, uh, more hormonal medications. They are able to get the sperm count down fairly low to close close to zero, but not, not zero. And they're statistically happy because the birth rate is, is less than the failure rate from a vasectomy, but they have side effects um, usually of low testosterone. So they try to wipe out the testosterone and guys are usually not happy with, with the feeling of low testosterone. There's always the effort of a reversible mechanical device that gets implanted, but they haven't been able to work out um, a product that, that does not erode or push through the sidewall of that vas tube, the spaghetti noodle tube that I talked about. Well, this has been very informative. I appreciate you being here. My guest has been Dr. J.C. Trussell, an associate professor of urology at Upstate. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.